Welcome back to Awaken Agile. During the week, I received a request from one of our avid listeners, and we are responding to that request. Uh, it's all about burn-up charts and what they are and how to use them and the pros and cons of a burn-up chart. So let's get into it. Here we go. Nothing. I just was just saying. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yes, it's it's a great piece of advice, isn't it? It is. Hello, <laughs> happy day. Happy day. Happy happy. <laughs> what what day do we release these? We pub we publish them on the day we record. Well, you do, but we use, use post them on we, the Monday. Yeah, yeah. We tell we tell people on the Monday. But if if they've signed up to Spotify and they've signed up to get notifications or your favorite platform of choice to receive podcast broadcasts, then you'll get a notification. You can listen to it over the weekend while you're vacuuming the house or doing the dishes or just want something to sit and listen to while you're doing nothing. Yep. Smash that notification button. Insert smashing sound. Now I have to go and get a smashing sound. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. All right. So- uh, did, did you have a joke or anything, or we just get straight into it today? Uh, uh, I'll tell a joke. Cut it out if it's not appropriate. <laughs> go, go, go. Joke me up. Um, I have a joke. T- I have a joke too. So okay. you, you do yours. You do yours. And All right. I'll find mine. Okay. I, I went and got a vasectomy because uh, we decided we didn't want kids. But when I got home, they were still there. <laughs> Are you serious? You cut that one out. No, I'm, that, I didn't get a vasectomy. I, th- I, th- no, no. I think we can. I think we can say that. I think we can say that. <laughs> This one's a little bit long, but I'll I'll read it. Okay. I drove into a petrol station to fill my car up and noticed two police officers were watching a woman who was smoking while filling up her car. I thought, is she stupid, crazy, or both? Especially with the police standing right there. I minded my own business, filled up the car, and went to pay. Then I heard someone screaming. I'm talking violent death screams. I looked around and saw this woman's arm was on fire. She was swinging her arm, running around and going nuts. In seconds, the police had the woman on the ground and they were putting the fire out. Then they clapped her in handcuffs and put her in the police car. I was a bit shocked. Couldn't believe they arrested her. Surely she ought to be in an ambulance and not a police car. Me being nosy as I am, I asked the policeman what they were arresting her for. He looked at me dead serious and he said, waving a firearm at us. (laughs) Excellent. I, I wasn't sure where that joke was headed, and I, <laughs> I would like that. Can you send that to me? Sure. I will thank you, thank forward you. that on. Yes. That's great. That's great. My mum sent me that. We had a, a request via email. Please get on the emails and send us in requests because we would love to uh, to answer them on the show or just answer them. Awakenagile at gmail.com. Just wondering whether you would consider chatting about the pros and cons of burn-up charts and suggestions of how we best introduce these with uh, new teams. And the the emailer goes on to say, I introduced a burn-up chart today to one of my teams and they were actually receptive. I nearly fell off my chair. Okay. So burn-ups, and we might mention burn-downs as well, but 
Yep, here we go. Uh, what's what's, what's a burn-up chart? A uh, burn-up chart is a graphical representation used in agile project management to track the progress of work completed on to, over time. It provides a visual snapshot of how much work has been completed and how much work remains to be done in a project. Typically, a burn-up chart consists of two main axes. The, ver- the vertical axis represents the work completed and the horizontal axis represents time. The chart starts with the initial baseline representing the total scope of work to be completed. As the project progresses, the line on the chart gradually rises, uh, indicating the cumulative work completed at each time interval. Uh, the burn-up chart also includes two additional lines, the ideal line and the actual line. The ideal line represents the planned progress of work over time, assuming a steady and consistent pace. The actual line represents the real progress of work as is completed by the team. By comparing the, the ideal line with the actual line, stakeholders can assess if the project is on track, behind schedule, or ahead of schedule. The area between the ideal line and the actual line represents the work yet to be completed as the project progresses. The team aims to complete the work within or below the estimated time, resulting in the actual line reaching or surpassing the ideal line. The burn-up chart provides a visual representation of the project's progress that allows the team and stakeholders to quickly understand the current status of work completion. It can be updated regularly, such as at the end of each sprint or iteration, to track the evolving progress of the project. Overall, burn-up charts offer a simple and effective way to monitor and communicate the progress of an Agile project, enabling teams to make informed decisions and manage expectations based on real-time data. Yeah, so a burn-up chart can be used for a sprint, or you can use it for forecasting and uh, road mapping out past the sprint as well. Yeah, like a project or a piece of work that you want to... Yeah, that you want to track. Yes. Using a burn-up in that way, you can then predict your average rate across many sprints going forward into the future and then plot out when you think you're going to finish your entire backlog of the project, if that's how you're tracking your project, to use that terminology. Well, let's let's focus on burn-up because I think yep. we've done burnt-down as well. Uh, so what what does that do for you? So if you if you have it available and you show it to people and you maybe stick it on a wall, <laughs> you've got transparency. Any anyone can walk up at any time, or if they've got the link to the to the website that you have it, uh, they can look at it any time and get get a visual view on on progress. You update them hopefully daily when things get done. Uh, but uh, yeah, when things get done, you you update it whether you've got a manual whiteboard that you do it on or you, you do it electronically, uh, you do it in real time. So as stuff gets done, it gets tracked. It gives you some scope management capability. What you can do with a uh, burn-up is you can visually represent your entire scope uh, as, as a round number, and then you can map that out across how, how long or how many sprints it's going to take to get all your features done. By doing that, you also get predictability. So you can be a bit more predictable and then communicate that to stakeholders as well about you know, when, when we think we're going to finish everything. You also reduce your risk by doing that. So there's a bit of a risk reduction because any changes to scope or any changes to um, the plan, uh, you can communicate early, which, which is de-risking the, the feature set. For the whole program or project or whatever you're doing. Did you want to say something? Then? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. What, what I was just going to say, what I really like about it is that when you're going, when you're not hitting 
yeah, sprint targets. Like if when I use burn up chat, I, I use it for like a project or a, pe- or a large piece of work. And if, for instance, that example of the 10 points per sprint, you know, with mm-hmm. a diagonal line going straight up into the burn up at the top right corner, like a beautiful straight line, you, you're expecting you can do an average velocity 10 points per sprint. When you're not making that, and you hit like eight points one sprint and six points the next sprint. And you start to see the actual velocity that you're drawing is going underneath your forecast velocity, starting to drop off. Or mm-hmm. let's say it's let's say you're doing more than what you've planned and it's starting to increase mm-hmm. higher and faster. It gives you that that level of yeah, transparency and predictability. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's other I don't think there's really other any other measures that can show that that effectively, that you're mm. on target or that you're not on target. Yep. And, you know, to, you've dropped below the line for a couple of sprints that you need to do X, Y, and Z to get back up, or you need to mm. change your scope or change your, your extender sprint or whatever. You can do other tricky things with it too, like in, instead of just having a simple line, which shows, you know, the average, what, what, sorry. So once you've done a few sprints, you'd get your average velocity. So, you know, the, how much the team can finish on average in any given sprint. And then you can forecast out on your burn up going into future sprints and just add on. So let's say it's 10. So you get an average of 10. So each sprint you have on your burn up chart going into the future just adds 10 onto the scope that you'll complete. What you can also do is do a couple of other tricky things like you go 10% either way. Yep. Blue sky, so gray sky. Show, yeah, blue sky, gray sky kind of line. So yep. if we if we do more than 10, here's a 10% improvement on when we will finish scope. Yep. If we do less than 10, here's a 10% deficit on when we're going to finish the scope. So, you know, you can sit down with stakeholders and say with confidence within this, you know, 10% either way of the line will finish and you can give a date range rather than say we will finish on this date, which is much more helpful, I think, for, for stakeholders with the range. Yeah. I, I, I think I love the ranges. I think I think they're mm. almost critical is to have a range. Which leads on to you know another benefit of feedback uh, and adaptation. So you just hit it on the head. If if you see that the team is is dipping below the the average, what do they need to adapt? Yeah, to get back on track. Yeah. And how do they maintain that focus and get motivation from I mean, just looking at the chart and, you know, achieving your goals on the chart and getting them to color it in or, you know, show it in a, in a sprint review, that's motivating as well. And it doesn't lie either. Like you can, if you're going through your project and going, yeah, we're going to make it, yeah, we're going to make it, but your burn up is showing something completely different. You know, you can run the sniff test across it. That's where the transparency comes in. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. It's not a some suck gut feel you know, we dumped 200 tasks into a spreadsheet and we think it's going to take a six months kind of thing. It's no, it's using your uh, previous history to predict your future. Yep. So, you know, if you, if you know your average velocity, you can then plot that out on a graph and you can, you can say within, you know, 10 to 20% confidence, here's where we're going to finish certain milestones. And yeah, you can have those feedback conversations and those scope conversations about things that pop up during the time that become more important than the stuff you're currently working on. Yeah. Cool. Then you you don't have arguments about backlog and swapping stuff out and scope creep, and you just you just say, okay, well, yeah, cool. Here's the impact that's going to have on on delivery, and that's a fairly good conversation to have. (laughs) 
But there are some cons. Um, did you want to run through those? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it, it is a simple representation. That's probably the first con is the, the simplified representation of it. They provide, they provide a view that's, like I said, simple progress and, and it's simple progress and may not capture all the nuances and complexities of the project, potentially oversimplifying the overall picture. So that's, that's one con with a burnout chart. So maybe a bit of myth busting here. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe not myth busting, but yes, yes, it is. I agree. It is a simplified version. It's not a highly detailed Gantt chart project plan, but what would you prefer the team to be working on? Do you prefer the team to be working on work mm-hmm. or working on putting on a plan together? Exactly. Yeah. So yes, it is simplified, but you'd be surprised how accurate it, it is. Yeah, exactly right. I, I think um, the the biggest problem with planning is that people spend too much time on planning. But you okay. need to have a plan. Yeah. You need to have a plan. It's just you got to get the sweet spot of how much time to spend on it. Yeah. Um, lack of detailed information. I think that's similar. There's not enough granularity in, in the in the burn-up chart. Uh, limited scope would be another con. So burn-up charts primarily focus on tracking complexity, uh, compl- completed work, which means they may not capture the full scope of work remaining. Uh, potentially leading to an incomplete understanding of the overall project status. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, the scope should change. Well, the scope does change. I wouldn't necessarily say should, but you can't predict yeah. the scope at the start of a project perfectly. And this is why we have sprint reviews, so that we can, yeah. at regular intervals, talk to our stakeholders and and give them the detail they need. Yeah. So that they stay comfortable, and that we can shift and adapt as as we need to. Yes. Absolutely. Overemphasis on output might be another con as opposed to outcome. Uh, so burnout charts mainly measure work completed rather than the value delivered. So it's important to ensure that the, f- uh, that the focus remains on delivering valuable outcomes uh, rather than solely on completed tasks. Why we have a sprint review so we can show off the work we've done yep. and get feedback. And you've still got backlog refinement that's happening and you, you still want to talk to customers, but that's all outside of this one chart, the mm. burn up. Mm. Yeah. I think the last one might be potential misuse. So uh, if it's not properly understood or interpreted, there can be uh, misuse to create unnecessary pressure or micromanagement within the team and uh, undermining the, the principles of agile, yeah. self-organization, collaboration. Exactly. Uh, what we So that's that's where our scrum master needs to step in to help protect the team and explain and, and train to, to people who are asking those questions or, you know, trying to crack the whip and get more velocities to to help protect the team and explain what it's a tool it's not it's not to be used as a weapon i think that's key it, this is like a guide to help this is a guide to validate assumptions in my opinion yeah i, I wouldn't use this as a the the sole the sole thing that we're looking at for um the success of mm-hmm. the team or the project mm-hmm. or even the primary use i wouldn't even look at it for the primary use was that have we debunked all the myths is that all the myths i think we have yeah i think so. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anything else, Eddie? I think we should do a um. You know what I think we should do? I think we should do a a lesson on how to build a burnout chart, like on Excel. I agree. I agree. That might be a good thing to have. If it, you know, if you listeners, if you if you'd like to see that, and you'd like us to post it somewhere, we're more than happy to do it. Mm. Tell us if that would be useful. Awesome. All right, let's leave it there. Where, where, where do they do that, Jordan? <laughs> uh, at workinagilegmail.com. Or LinkedIn. That'll do. Come to see us on LinkedIn and say, I listened to your podcast about burn-ups and I want to know how to do it. Can you please <laughs> explain? 
<laughs> we will do said request. <laughs> and we'll give you a shout out as well. All right, beautiful. Well, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you got something out of that episode. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or want, to, want us to talk about something else, you can uh, always email us at awakenagile.gmail.com. If you found this el- this episode could be helpful for someone in your team, please feel free to share it around. It'll help us out a lot. And, uh, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. And until next time, hashtag be helpful. Bye for now. That was good. I like that. Yeah, that was good. I'm good at this. You're, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> ChatGPT, give me a comeback for Adam's, Adam's insult. I think I'll do that yeah. once more. I, th- I, th- oh, I felt, okay. felt a little bit directive. I'll, felt, I'll try to make it. Felt directive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see? You see? <laughs> <laughs>